0: Terry Henderson joins us now. OTI take out another feature race in this country. Congratulations, Terry. Well done.
1: Thanks, guys. Thanks, Gareth. She's not as popular as her brother this afternoon, i <laughs> yeah. got <show> you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, that was a big effort. Now, Matty said he did tell us that you thought it was a wonderful chance this afternoon, but he won like a good thing.
1: Well, we knew that the pace would be red hot, which it was. And, uh, you know, with... The pace in the race like that, future scores, probably looking for the mile and a half. And I thought, well, it's going kind to, of, you know, uh, map out lovely for him. And uh, Fred didn't panic, sat there and uh, knew he had a horse who could finish off. So uh, one of those days at worked.
0: I see you sent the bunny out to set the pace in Verloc as well. So you're still uh, orchestrating things, Terry? Well, you know I've got a trots background, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no disrespect that to That was you. tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, very yeah. tongue-in-cheek. Very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, very
1: so, true. True. so,
0: so <laughs> Terry, Maddie, in his post-race interview, you know, obviously pointing towards the Cup, and there's a bit of news down Werribee Way as well That's uh, things may be playing your way as far as uh, the Cups go. Is, there, is, is the picture looking a little clearer, or...?
1: Well, it, it, the, it is, actually. The, the way it looks, As true self looks as though she'll get into the race OK, and and uh, Declan Bates will ride her, and uh, San Huberto, he would be first emergency, as we understand it now, but I think there are another three horses that have got question marks alongside it, but there could be, obviously, promotions from the Coonji uh, on Wednesday. So uh, they could, San Huberto might make the race, um, So we'll uh, just have to wait and see. Um, But um, no, things are going well. The horses down there are great. And, um, you know, now future score can go to the Lexus as well. So it'll be quite exciting.
0: And Terry, you do have that big team and a very big international cohort. How have you found, I guess, the last few months in terms of COVID and um, how your business has suffered from it or, um, you know, got got through it?
1: Um, The business itself has gone pretty well i 'm um, blessed as Matt knows with a terrific uh, young team of people at OTI and they 've done a remarkably good job um, you know to keep the place ticking over and we 've had great support from our owners who have again been really really great and you know to win a place like this just ha- helps all that um, on the international side it's it 's been logistically complex and logistically and, and far more expensive than in other years because the costs are such that Um, You know, we just uh, have to pay more to get these horses out here in a time like this. So, there have been plenty of new challenges, but I must say, everybody has risen to the task, the international trainers who were involved with, quite a number of international owners, they understand the complexities, and our local guys have done a a really good job.
0: There seemed, even at the start, when coronavirus, we didn't know whether we were going to race and and what impact it was going to have, just talking to you along the way. your client base seemed, was resilient right from the start, wasn't it, regarding investing in uncertain times?
1: It was remarkable, Matt. Um, you know, when this first started, I we had a chat at work and we decided that, you know, we might have to really, um, you know, pull our uh, belt in and, you know, make sure that we got through it, went into survival mode. Well, um, Amazingly, we've had really good support for many of the horses that we've bought and... Um, the business has gone on and fortunately there have been a few winners so people have been generally pretty happy um but you know it's certainly exceeded our expectations in terms of how the business has gone at oti for where we were at the you know the end of march uh but you know we've had a lot of help from the government as you know and obviously we've had uh, the industry do a remarkably good job just to keep racing on the um on track uh, and um, and then we've had you know our overseas connections continue to do what they always did. The biggest problem for me is that, as you know, I'm, I spend a lot of time in Europe this time of the year. So many of the horses that we would normally buy we haven't bought so simply because I haven't been there to see them. So that's that is that is negative, and that'll probably show up more next year than this year.
0: I never thought you'd forget what the front end of the plane looked like, but you you may well forget now, Terry, because you do spend a lot of time. To it coming and going, don't you?
1: Yes, uh, usually from the back of the plane to the front of it, Matt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You've been surprised, Terry. With the have you seen a new popularity in the sport of of horse racing over, over this particular pandemic?
1: Um, I wouldn't say a new popularity, Gareth. I think um, the guys that like racing from you know you know the the um, you know the $5 punter to the, the bigger guys have all stuck with it and they've been blessed with having racing being a major form of sports entertainment on television when, you know, footy was struggling and other sports weren't weren't just there. So I think that's been a benefit. Um, have I seen more, any people, new people come into it? No, I can't say that I've seen that, um, but, you know, at least we've kept the people we've got and hopefully... You know, when we come out of this and what we've learnt, will lay some sort of foundation for it to go out and expand and and to sell the case of racing to to the, to the wider public. You know, I, I know Matt's got this um, issue which I firmly uh, support him with that we've got to get racing back into the suburbs with the mums and the dads and the kids at school, so that you know they get to appreciate racing the way thirty years ago and uh, and that's a real task, and this might give us a chance to just re groom the product as it were to be able to do that. you'd certainly hope it would.
0: so yeah, I totally agree it's like getting out to the picnic races and 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 identifying like it. you see that say Oz kick they, they get into schools like um get the 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 ponies and um, the horses to schools like Sub Zero used to do, but do more of that in a way, Terry and and yeah, Very much so. Picnic races
1: have, a, have an enormous role to play in our industry, yeah. an enormous role.
0: Yeah, exactly right. And, and even just the the description of racing. I've I made Terry and Steve and a few other guys uh, watch a video on, and Maggie, you, you this is your homework too on uh, on Ruffian, the great American filly yeah. of the nineteen seventies, who I barely heard of, and it's a. 30 minute doco and it's the it's the context of the horse and it's uh there was a match race between Ruffian and, uh, and the, the Kentucky Derby winning colt and they talked to the crowd and it was during the era of women's lib and it was all about the boy horse versus the girl horse and even the way the commentators and the punters described Ruffian it was about the beauty of her and it was about how this is much like a, a boxing match and they related it to other things that people could relate to if they weren't into horse racing. Uh, Terry and, and I think you were impressed by that as well, weren't you? It was it was those who described the sport the way they describe it. And there's a bit of a trap we've fallen into here where it's very punt and data driven and all that sort of stuff, which can be a bit alienating. And I found that very refreshing to, to watch that ruffian doco where it was such a simplistic description of of the contest, wasn't
1: it? Uh very much so, Matt. Uh, and we've got to be careful. We just don't become another commodity for gambling. Uh, and you know, so many people think of us that way because you know the, the guys on television—it's you know tips and tips and more tips—so you can go and have a punt. You know, I got a a, a video back from the guys up at Buckham this year. Which I got is, that you know, too. How wonderful yeah. is that? You know, you you read that and you look at what horse racing meant to the. you know, the grassroots people in the country and that you've got 4,000 people at a race meeting within weeks of the place being decimated by fire. And you really can appreciate, you know, how much racing can, you know, do for our society if it's presented in the right way.
0: Yeah, and even being trackside, Terry, at Buckham, you could just feel it in the air. And I think that's what even my era, Maddie. you know, I grew up loving horses on a farm and stuff and that was just ingrained in me but moving to the city and a lot of my friends who are metro girls and boys they couldn't care about racing and it's just not it's just not to them you know um so i think we've got to get our head out of the sand a little bit and stop preaching to the converter but we also don't want to bow down to the pressure of outside society i think it is that hands-on back to the country breathe easier that whole motto of the picnic races and. And exactly as Maggie says, Terry, and through the eyes of kids as well. You know, I sort of see it through my kids' eyes a lot these days, Terry, and uh, the, the, what they appreciate about racing is, what we, is the starting point for how everyone should appreciate racing, really, about the animal and the, the, the colour and movement at the track and the smells and all that sort of stuff, and that's the best starting point, isn't it? Uh, it
1: really is. Um, look, you get the kids interested and you're halfway home because mums and dads will get interested as well. Now, listen to you guys. You've already cost me two glasses of champagne. My wife's (laughs) so bowing in front of me now. I'd love to get back and have a chat to Matt. All right. Good on you, mate.
0: Thanks for your time.
1: All of those